Here we go. Folks, I don't know if you know this, but during that intro, I'm staring at Hunter Brobst waiting for the motion to get started, and I feel like a race car driver watching the light go red, yellow, 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 green. I'll just start and saying boogity, boogity, boogity. Boogity, boogity, let's go racing. Yeah, all right, boogity, 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 let's go podcasting. Here we are. Mm. Give them Jesus podcast episode eight. Um, we are two away from episode ten. Wait, I thought this was episode seven. Dang it. It's episode seven, Luke. Let's start over. Boogity, Should boogity, be episode- boogity. Yeah. <laughs> Should be episode eight. But- Should be like episode ten. <laughs> yeah. But I, I mean, oh well. So anyways, episode seven. Uh, so we're three away from episode ten. Uh, we will get there eventually. And we've kind of, for those of you that don't know, we don't come in here with a script. Uh, we don't come in here with a plan. We just come in and... We started something on our last episode that we feel like is something we're going to continue to do. We just open our Bible and and go to a passage, and um, we kind of discuss it and read through it and and talk about it and work it into some practical things to really inform us in, in Scripture. And here at First Baptist Halton, our pastor, Gavin, had told us at the beginning of the year that he was going to walk through the book of Acts. And last night, um, which by the time you listen to this, it won't be last night. So anyways, the other night, on a Wednesday night, Gavin was in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, and that's where we're going to be during this podcast today. So if you're at your house, you can get your Bibles out and turn there with us. Um, If you do not own a Bible, you send me an email at giveemjesus at gmail.com and give me your first, last name, and your address, and we'll get you a Bible on the way. As my wonderful friend mentioned on the last podcast, if you're driving, it can wait. If you're in class, it, you get an extra 10 bonus points if you pull your Bible out and yeah. read with us. So anyways. We'll, we'll call your teacher and ask for extra credit. Absolutely. absolutely. You, yeah, or I'll come to your school and say, hey, give this person an extra mm. 10 points. In the name of Jesus. You know, the Bible says anything you ask in his... Anyways, <laughs> Acts chapter 1, verse 8, and this is what the Bible says. It says, But you <clears throat> will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witness in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Mm. I know, we could really just kind of end the podcast on that. Yeah, all right. Y'all guys have a nice day. I know. Y'all but guys. Y- y'all guys. Mm-hmm. This this was one of the first verses that a mentor of mine had me memorize. And I've read the book of Acts before because anything written by Luke is one of my <clears> favorite <throat> things to read. So the Gospel of Luke and the book of Acts, I don't have that much to read. I thought about that on Sunday when he started Acts and he was talking about how it was written by Luke, and I was like, I wonder if, like, Luke is appreciative of his namesake. I am. Every time it is said in that way, I do not like it when people come up to me and they say, I am your father. Ah, yeah, yeah, like, I don't appreciate that. Um, one, you're not my dad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> two, it's just weird. Yeah. Like, very weird. So, but when it's said in the <clears throat> church setting... You're like, hey. I'm like, hey. hey. Yeah, because everybody turns and looks at me, and they're like, did you write that? Yes, I did. To Theopolis. All right, well, tell me this, Luke. So it says, but Holy Spirit has come upon you. What does that mean? Does the Holy Spirit come upon us Ooh. today? 
So in some of our some of our friends, um, you know, this is not anybody picking on a denomination. This is not I'm not picking on people that necessarily believe this. I don't believe in what's called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I don't believe that the Spirit comes and goes. Um, I believe that when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, when we repent of our sins and, and turn and begin to follow Him and we become justified by the blood of Christ and then we become sanctified by our relationship with Christ. See, I believe in that moment when He says you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, that when we receive the Holy Spirit is when we accept and begin to follow Christ and He becomes our Lord and Savior. And he comes and he lives inside of us. And when I we talked about it on the last episode, when you're a kid, people don't explain things in the fullness. Mm-hmm. And so when they would tell us in vacation Bible school that you know Jesus will come live inside your heart, well, I pictured my heart looking like one of those hearts that you draw with the you know the who. I didn't know mm-hmm. what a heart looked like. I was my wife watched Discovery Health when she was like four. I mean, she was watching people do surgeries when she was eight. Me, I was still at the times when cartoons only came on every Saturday. So I watched whatever Channel 3 and Channel whatever else we got picked up. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't know and fully understand what they've said and meant when they said Jesus will come live inside of you. And what it means is that you become consumed by Christ. I mean, your whole body belongs to Christ. You have been justified in faith by Christ through the blood of Jesus. In Romans, Paul talks about the adoption process that goes on through that, and it can never be taken away from you. We have friends, Claire and Josh Cox, yeah. and uh, they told Nathan told us, our life group leader, that well, they are foster parents, and they just went through an adoption process with, they've adopted three or two? Yes, their third one. Yeah, so I they've believe. adopted three, and the judge told them that marriage is not a marriage can be with with a divorce you can a marriage is not final but the judge told them this adoption is final it's the only thing that's once you adopt this little girl you can't you un-adopt. can't unadopt wow yeah and that's the same thing with Christ when Paul's talking about in Romans that we've been adopted by God we've been adopted into this family once that adoption process happens you can't lose it because of the price that it costs to get it for us. In Corinthians, it says that we've been bought and paid for with the price of the blood of Jesus Christ. And and so receiving the Holy Spirit, it's not something that happens after salvation. It's not something that happens by water. It's not something that happens by anything that the laying on of, of hands is something that happens when Jesus Christ becomes your Lord and Savior. And then the Spirit... First John 4, 4, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And when it says he that is in you, it is he that dwells in you. Yeah. And uh, one of the ways you can tell if somebody has a spirit is by checking to see how their life <laughs> is by the fruits of their labors. Yeah. I mean, I think we miss that a lot. Isn't it called the fruits of the Spirit? Spirit, but it's called the fruit of yeah, the Spirit. fruit of the Spirit. I know, it's, it, because you can't have one. And not have the other. That's true. We miss that so much in our churches today. We think, okay, I've received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And we go to Galatians 5, 22 and 23, and the fruit of the Spirit. Let me see. And we were like, okay, so what does that mean now that I 
have Christ, and it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. Well, okay, I can love people. And joy, mm, I can have joy. Yeah, that joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Anyways, peace, nah, my wife gets on my nerves, or my husband gets on my nerves, or my kids get on my nerves. Patience, mm. absolutely not. You ever heard that saying, don't pray for patience? Yeah. False. Anyways, kindness, well, I don't want to be kind. Why would I want to be kind to some hobo sitting on the side of the road? Why? I'm just going to choose love and joy and leave the rest of them out. When that's when you accept yeah. Jesus, you it's you get one. You know, can't just pick and choose which one you get. It's either all or nothing with Christ. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's one thing I didn't specify, but it says, "But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you." Not that you'll become a you become Iron Man or Superman, and you can start flying around, but you have the power of God mm-hmm. living inside of you. And a lot of people walk around, a lot of Christians walk around, and <clears throat> they're wasting that. You know, they don't they don't realize the power of God lives inside of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that you should start using the force to lift things. Like that's that's not what I mean. But, but if you do, we want to come see. Yeah, but like in last the last episode. The power of God is the same power that when <clears throat> when uh, Meshach, Radshak, and a billy goat went into the fire. Sorry, I, I just have to joke, you know. But um, you know what I'm talking about. When they went into the fire, they knew that God was with them. Mm-hmm. So they weren't afraid of the fire. And it's kind of that when you know you have the power of God inside you, you don't live thinking, what if this doesn't happen? Mm. Or like you don't pray over somebody thinking, what if God doesn't heal this person? And I'm not mm. saying that if you really believe that you have the power of God, everything that you do will happen. No, but I'm just saying you can't, you know, it's it's not really beneficial for me to pray over Luke if Luke was um, struggling through a sin and I'm, I'm saying, God, could you please um, help Luke uh, break, this habit of sin that he's going through in his life. And if I'm thinking in my in my mind, like, this ain't going to happen, you know? Yeah, I don't want you praying for me. Exactly. You know? So uh, if we know that we have the power of God, then it's, it even changes our language. It's, God, I know you can heal him. God, teach him to lean into you. You know, you're, you're speaking differently, saying that God is the power, mm-hmm. and that if we just give in to God, if we lean into God, if we follow God, if we just talk with God, if we just cl- change our relationship with God and we know God will do something, I believe God will do it. And mm-hmm. if God doesn't do it, then we still have the the biblical knowledge, the biblical understanding that it was for a purpose. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, you, you'll receive the power. But you, you, will, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And then it says, you shall be witnesses to me with a capital me. Mm. If you've ever read your Bible and you see anything about Jesus or God, all of the, what is that, a pronoun? Don't ask me. I failed English. I did make a 32 on the English part of the ACT, Mm. though. That's because I'm a good test taker. But I don't know. I I know the differences, but I don't know the names. But you know the he's, me's, that Mm. that talk about the person in the sentence. They're all capitalized. Mm -hmm. And, um, but... What does he mean, you shall be witnesses to me? Like, explain that to me, Luke. So if I'm reading this, what are we witnessing about G? Like, what what did 
why, why, what are you supposed to just say? Hey, Jesus, I saw him. So here's in the context of this passage. Of I'm scripture, just acting like I don't know. Yeah, so yeah. That you can. I mean, I just was in case there's somebody listening that doesn't know. Going to explain it like you didn't know. <clears throat> um, but thank you for clarifying yeah. that you were just asking that you do know. Um, and asking so, for a friend. Asking for. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I hate that. I'm asking for a friend, and you're asking for yourself. Yeah. Like not saying. Anyways, so here Christ had already been crucified on the cross. He'd been in the tomb for three days. He'd been resurrected back to life. And at this point in Acts, when we're reading this, he is getting ready to ascend into heaven. Okay, now the disciples don't know that. Um, Now, if they would have paid attention to him, they would have kind of had an idea of what was coming. But he's getting ready to ascend into heaven and take his spot at the right hand of the Father. And he's going to be our advocate, 1 John 2, 1, standing for us, fighting for us, even if we continue to sin, and although we're not supposed to, but if we continue to sin, we have an advocate that is fighting for us in front of the Father, which is the Lord Jesus. And so he's in front of his disciples, and he's getting ready to ascend. And what he's telling them, he says, listen, I'm fixing to take off, okay? But you're going to receive power in the Holy Spirit, and you're going to be my witness, okay? You're going to testify about me, for me, I will no longer physically be here, okay? But the last episode of our podcast, we talked about, or it might have been, was it this one, talking about how Christ consumes you and he comes to live in, it was this one. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Luke, that was like five minutes ago. Uh, yeah, anyways, Christ comes and lives, I've studied a lot. Christ comes <laughs> to live in you, consumes you, and what Jesus is saying is you're going to be my witness, you're going to testify. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5 that we are ambassadors for Christ. So, what we are, as when we receive power in the Holy Spirit, when we have Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we're not to keep quiet, is what he is saying. You know, the Great Commission is not the great suggestion. It is what Christ has commissioned us to do. How has he commissioned us? He died on a cross for our sins, mm. and he came back to life, was resurrected from the dead to life three days later, commissioning us to go to work for him, to be his servants. Faith without works is dead. And so what he is saying and what he's telling these disciples before he ascends, he says, listen, you're going to receive power through the Holy Spirit. That's important as anything that we've ever talked about is the power that comes through the Holy Spirit. And you've already said it. doesn't mean that you're going to be Iron Man, Superman. doesn't mean that you're going to be a Hulk. But it does mean that what you have, you have something that, that gets you through the tough days. You have something that makes he's the Bible says he's a father to the fatherless and the hope to the hopeless. You have the hope, you have the joy, you have the strength of the Lord, you have this power. And here in the book of Acts, when this was going on, they'd never seen anything like this. They'd never seen a normal guy like Peter, which if you read in Acts two, stand up and preach. They'd never seen these normal people doing these supernatural things. They'd never seen this. They thought they were drunk. If you read in Acts chapter 2, they thought that these disciples were drunk. Mm-hmm. And Peter stands up and says, hey, they're not drunk. It's 3 o'clock in the afternoon, <laughs> right? They weren't rednecks, okay? Because if they were rednecks, then the drunk part it's at 3 in the afternoon. somewhere. That's exactly right. Well, 5 o'clock somewhere for me to drink water and coffee. So, But when he's saying you'll be my witness, I think a lot of us as Christians miss this. So when you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, when you 
are born again, when you come to the understanding that you are a filthy, dirty, rotten sinner and there's nothing you can do for your life, but Christ died for your life and for your eternity and for your sins, and if you'll trust in him and repent, you'll be a new creation in Christ. Okay, when that happens, you are no longer your own person. You are no longer Hunter Brobst. I mean, you are now God's child. You've been adopted. You are a son of the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. You are. You represent God. So now every step you take and every breath you breathe, every breath I breathe, we are God's witness and his ambassadors here in this world. We've heard it said before many times that some people say we may be the only Bible that anybody ever reads or we may be the only Jesus that anybody ever sees. And when mm-hmm. you think about that, we all fail at that. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, you will be my witness in Judea, in Jerusalem, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth, not just in your little bubble, not just in your hometown, not just in your clique. You will be my witness. You will testify. You will be the. You will carry the great commission. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, teaching them to obey my commandments. And the only way we can do that is through the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. All right, last question. Oh, and if you're wondering why I'm asking these questions, let me go ahead and just do a little thing. A yeah, little, a get little, a little plug. I'll a take a sip. A little of coffee. blurb. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so I don't know where anybody is at that listens to this podcast. You could be a pastor. Ooh. You could be the Pope. Mm. Um, not. I mean, he might. He might. Yeah, you never maybe. know. Not, Stranger things have happened. Yeah. So, Or you could be somebody where you're like, I've probably ridden, ridden, wow. Riding down. I have probably read a Bible zero times in 2020. Huh. You know, you could be that person. Maybe in 2019 you read it three times. But so far in 2020, you've you haven't even cracked the pages. But and for you, you're probably uh, if if anybody has ever said this is what I love to talk about with people at Lifeway. Um, if you've ever said, and you can kind of tell the people when they came in, um, they were looking for a Bible, but um, you know they said all I have is King James, and every time I pick it up, I can't really understand it. Um, and so I would say, well, here's something that's probably easier to understand. I was like, but if you're just, if you're just picking around in the Bible, it's still going to be hard to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what I mean. Instead of you cracking the Bible and saying, God speak to me and then open into a page and see whatever is being read. It's a lot easier. And this is not a ploy. This is not a trick or anything like that. If you just started in the front of a book, I recommend John. If if you've never read a Bible before, if you've never just started reading Scripture, I recommend reading through John. But it re- it could happen in any book. Um, if you just start from the beginning and read through, um, a lot of what will happen, or a lot of what you will read, will start making more sense because you're getting a context of not just the Scripture that you're looking for, uh, but but all is around that scripture. So, um, you know, some Bibles make it easy because they write all the all the words of Jesus in red letters. Um, some Bibles don't. So you're reading something and you're like, what does this even mean and who's saying it? Well, if you read three verses ahead, it would say, and Jesus said to the disciples or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so 
that is just kind of reading scripture in its entirety to get the whole context. But sometimes, mm. like today, mm-hmm. there's things that go beyond. Mm. And that's when I would recommend just for you can do your research online pretty easily. Um, there's a place called, I think it's called just Got Questions or something. It's a Christian Google? website. No. Oh. But you can ask like Christian questions and it'll answer them pretty. Christian, Christ-like? Pretty Christ-like, yeah. Um, so this next statement, it says, you'll be witness to me, witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So, And so if I was reading this and knew nothing about the Bible, I would think, why? Okay, so now I believe in Jesus. Why do I need to go to Jerusalem? Yeah. Type thing. Mm-hmm. And so that's where it'll give you the context that Luke is about to give you. Oh, okay. So when you read in Jerusalem, so, question and in number all one: Judea, I've received the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh-huh. Okay, I know I need to tell people about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now I need to go to Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. You need to get a passport. Okay, and you need to get your bags packed because it's a long flight. Um, probably want to get some type <clears throat> of Benadryl or something to knock you out on the flight, um, and go to Jerusalem and and be a witness. For Christ, so Jerusalem is kind of your inner circle, uh, your sphere of influence, if you will. It's well, a lot of pastors and our pastor use this. Um, and I almost said illusion, but that's not graphic. It, it, graphic illustration, illustration, like, and uh, talking about the ripple effect of when you throw a a rock into a pool of water, and you know you have the first set of ripples, and and that would be your Jerusalem, and then you have your second set of ripples, which would be your Judea, and then your third set, which is Samaria, and then your fourth set, which is the ends of the world. If you look at Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the world on a <laughs> geographical map, you will see that Jerusalem was the closer, and then Judea was the outer part of that, and then Samaria was kind of the you know, the ones that nobody went to, nobody spoke to, because they were the ones that were, I mean, you just didn't associate with Samaritans. That's just not how... They rolled, and then the ends of the earth were Gentiles and, and all these other people. So your Jerusalem, for me, my Jerusalem are the people that I come in, like my family, yeah. um, you know, my, my lost family members, my uh, close, close, close friends. Uh, Judea I consider to be Halton because that's where I live, um, you know, and I have a, a lot of opportunities here in Halton to be a witness for Christ and to share my faith in Christ and and to allow them to see. Because here's the, I drive a vehicle that says, Give them Jesus down the side of it, big, bold letters. Can't miss it. Can't miss it. It's purple. It's purple in the morning and blue at night. I mm-hmm. mean, you just cannot miss this Barney-looking thing that says, Give them Jesus. Got 20s, keep them clean. They look nice. like 24s. So, yeah. you know, I'm a witness and, a rep- and an ambassador for Christ, and if I'm only that in my Jerusalem— in my family, and not in Judea, then the testimony of Christ isn't going to go very far in my life. And then you have your Judea, which is the outer part, and then your Samaria. Samaria. Our pastor picked on me um, the other night in church when he was talking about our Samaria, uh, saying, you know, at one point in my life I was a Samaritan, if you will, because I was the type of person that no church person would ever go up to and, and speak with. So, you think of the homeless person you see on the side of the road, uh, the drug addict you see. If you 
live in California and for some strange reason you have found this podcast and you think of the the people you see on the side of the the road right now with needles in their arm. California is just overran with people on the side of the road, needles in their arms. I mean, it's just because the laws are so so lax up there, if you will. But you see that person that looks different than you, smells different than you, talks different than you. Those years, the Samaria. Well, the ends of the earth for us are people of a different language, um, of a not in the United States of America. Uh, so you think, you know, Mexico, uh, yeah. I mean, Canada. Kenya, Canada. Well, yeah, Canada. Uh, Canada's dark, and then Kenya's um, South Africa, China, China all, all those places, um, Australia. If you that'd be a fun place to down under pray for them they're on fire mm-hmm. but uh I mean just all these different places where you are to be a witness and I think what we miss too we talked about the fruit of the spirit how we pick and choose which fruit of the spirit we're going to be today today I'm going to be love today I'm going to be peace and but anyways we try to pick and choose Jerusalem Judea Samaria and the ends of the earth so we say you know what in my Jerusalem I'm going to be a witness. But in Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth, I let somebody else handle. Yeah, that's not my calling. <clears throat> that's, <throat> that's not my. That's not my job. That's not my. Call. Read First Peter. You, you know what I mean? Like you are, you're, you become a priest when you have a relationship with Christ. You are an ambassador in a relationship with Christ. If you say that it's not your job, then I don't think you have a true understanding of what it means to be a Christian. Yeah, it's your job. Get off your butt. Go do it. Anyways. We sorry, that was a no, spill. So yeah, you have your yeah. Jerusalem, and we say, "Well, I'm not. They're not going to listen to me over there. I've never done drugs before. That drug addict's not going to listen to me. I've never been a homosexual. That that person is not going to listen to me. I'm I'm just going to let someone else do that. Well, then you are missing an opportunity that God has placed in your life for the gospel to go forth through your life and through your testimony." Just because you've never been where that person's been, you are still saved from an eternal damnation in hell by Christ the same way that that person can be saved from that eternal damnation in hell. Like, I mean, you may look different, sound different, but fact of the matter is they need the same Christ that you have. Yeah. So don't ever say that you can't go talk to somebody that's in that lifestyle because you've never been in that lifestyle. Yeah, and if you're the person that says, I just don't know how, or um, it's so hard for me to to share the gospel. I don't know all the steps. I don't want to say the wrong thing. Mm. Here's the easiest way to share the gospel. All right? I'm ready. Are you ready? I am. Hey, my name's Hunter Brobst. My life is different because I was changed by a guy named Jesus Christ who died a long time ago for my sins. He's God, and I live my life for him. Mm. Boom. I didn't use any scripture. Mm-mm. Okay. And am I am I saying that that person is going to be like, yes, I'm safe. Let's do this. No, but that person can say, can you tell me like what? Like yeah. normally, I, I think if I just went to somebody and said that, they would be like, what? And then you're just going to if if you have a genuine relationship, you're gonna know what to say. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm not I'm not that that wasn't me saying that you should go and share the gospel without scripture. Um, I think scripture can help. But let's say, <clears throat> okay, so when I was on the way here, I, I read or listened to in Exodus about um, 
somebody, you know, you being a, being a slave, it's easier to be a slave. Mm-hmm. So let's just say I was, that was fresh on my mind. You can use that to share the gospel. Yeah. And you can meet somebody and you'd be like, hey, man, do you ever feel like you're a slave to everything that you, um, to, that you do? And mm. they, like, here's the circumstance. No, I'm just, I have a good time. You know, what I do, I have a great time. I enjoy doing it. I was like, but, well, do you ever feel like empty? Mm. Like, is there ever a time where you just feel like you need more? Is there ever a time where you felt like this is exactly what you needed in your life and you got it and you felt like you needed more? Mm. And so then you can, that's that's being a slave to the world. That's being mm-hmm. a slave to sin. And I can give you freedom from that. Mm-hmm. But you but you have to you can't be afraid. You, you have to leave it. And then wh- where do I have to go? Mm. Jesus. Yeah. And then if you know, you know that God sent his son to die on a cross for your sins because I'm just as evil as you, Luke, mm-hmm. and he sent his son to die for me, to die for you. All right, so what What now? Do I just say, I'm cool, I'm down with Jesus? No. You repent. You turn away from mm-hmm. that from that lifestyle that you had. You turn away from um, that slavery that we're talking about, and you walk with Christ. You repent from your sin, and you believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins. But what does that do? That makes Jesus Lord of your life. And if mm-hmm. somebody's Lord over your life, you're following, you're living your life, for them, and bam, mm. there's a gospel conversation. Technically, I quoted some scripture when I talked about the gospel. God sent His Son to die on the cross for your sins, but I didn't say in this book it says this. I mean, mm-hmm. you can go back and go into detail, but I'm saying just talking. If you're spending time praying in the scripture, having a relationship with Christ, sharing your story. Or sharing the gospel is just a conversation. Yeah, it's so it's so much easier. Um, so that's what I would cha- challenge you to do: is um, if you're worried about saying the wrong thing, if God puts somebody on your heart to share the gospel with, I don't really think you can say the wrong thing unless you're just really trying to mess it up. You saying know? nothing at all is saying the wrong thing. Yeah, like Greg. Um, I, I always say his last name wrong. But Gober? Yes, Gober. When he came here before they moved to New York to plant a church, and he said that you know most churches that get planted in the area that he was in fail. And he said, I know that going into this. He said, but real failure is disobedience to what God has placed in your life to do. Mm. And so I think a lot of times we we look at it, again, through the eyes of our flesh, not through the eyes of the power of the Holy Spirit, which we receive when we receive Christ. We look at it and we say, well, I'm not going to know what to say. What if they ask me this? What if they ask me that? When I started being bold in my faith and just having conversations, have I been asked questions I didn't know the answer to? Sure, but it didn't stop me. It just rolled into a whole other conversation. They'll ask me, I mean, you get around a smart atheist, like someone that had an atheist probably knows the Bible better than most believers, I would say, because it takes more faith to be an atheist than it does to be a believer in Christ. They'll ask you some off the wall questions, and that's fine, but they can never take away the power of your testimony because your testimony is powerful in Christ. And that's all I use yeah. in my story. And you say, Well, I don't have a story like yours. You don't want a story like mine. Yeah. You, you just want the Jesus. So, so it's. Here, 
in summary, um, you have received the Holy Spirit. You received the power of God, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. I'm not going to use that one. I'm going to say the same power that spoke the universe into existence. Okay. Spoke it. Didn't build it. Didn't hammer it. Didn't form it. Spoke it. Um, So you've received that. Maybe Mm. you have, maybe you haven't. If you haven't, email, give them Jesus, Mm. G-I-V-E-E-M, Jesus, at gmail.com, and we can help you out with that um, if you know that that's that's something you need. But you receive the Holy Spirit, all right? So you've got that checked off, and you shall be witnesses. So you got to tell people about Jesus. Um, And then where do you tell them? Will you tell them in your close circle? You tell them in the circle outside of that? You just tell everybody, okay? To summarize all this up, it's not like, oh, I'm just going to tell people in my town. Um, No, it's wherever you're going. If you're limited, if for some reason you can't go somewhere, you can tell somebody here that God will put a burden on their heart to go somewhere. Um, Now, if you're using that as an excuse not to go somewhere, I really think you should just pack up and go because anytime I try to walk the wrong direction that God's leading me, it never ends well for me. Yeah. So, um, yeah. that's good. But mm-hmm. re- that, that, I guess that's the whole point is read your Bible and, and, and know what's happening. Know why Jesus said Jerusalem. Know that you don't have to pack up, get a passport, and go to Jerusalem, although it would be really cool if you were a new Christian and you got to go and experience Jerusalem. Yeah. Have you um, ever been? No, I want to go. Me too. I want to go, but I'm not going without my wife. And here's the thing, too, as far as those of you that are wanting to share your faith and wanting to be more bold, but you say that you're not like us, And but here's the deal. only reason that we do the things that we do, and we're not perfect, we still fail, we still don't always we're still not always bold in our faith. You need to understand that the more time you spend with Christ in your own quiet personal time, the more you're going to look like Christ in your Jerusalem and your Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth. The less time you spend with Christ, the less people are going to see Christ in you. What I've found is when I have my personal studies, when I study the Bible, not to preach a sermon, but to grow in my walk with Christ, what I study well, nine times out of nine, you like how I did that? Nine times out of nine, every time, we'll come up in a conversation with somebody during the day, and I'll remember what I read that morning and say, man, let me share with you what I what I read, and, and a gospel conversation will start. And uh, so be a personal soul winner. Be a personal evangelist. And, and, man, let's carry the gospel through the power of the Holy Spirit and be a witness for Christ in our Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. Nice. Mm-hmm. I'll pray us out this time. Pray us out, Mr. Brooks. Dear Lord, thank you for bringing us here, God. I'm thankful for everybody that's listening to the show. I'm thankful for the stuff that we talk about as well. God, I pray that what we talked about will challenge us. God, give us opportunities. God, most imp- more importantly, give us the conviction to, to talk to you more, to read your word, to be in close relationship with you so that we can be equipped to share your gospel with people that need it so bad. God, give us sensitive hearts to have those conversations, to see those people that we would just walk by every day and not notice. And God, if somebody's listening right now and they are, they, they need that, God, I pray that you would either put somebody in their path 
God. Show them miraculously that you are running after them, God. Show them that you want them. God, that they could contact us, God. They could, uh, but that you would put, maybe put somebody in their path to share your gospel with them, to lead them to you. God, I pray for everything that we talked about that um, would be beneficial to us as we go throughout the week. And I pray for everybody's week in the world, and especially those that listen to the Given Jesus podcast. I pray all this in your name. Amen. Amen. Peace and blessings. Make good choices. Amen.